breaking news from The Athletic. Duncan Holder Podcast here with you. A little bit of an emergency, Duncan Holder Podcast, even though it is, uh, it's less of an emergency, but more of something that we've been talking about for months and maybe a year. Drew Brees has officially announced his retirement here on a Sunday, uh, the 15-year anniversary of Drew Brees signing his contract. And Jeff, one of the weird things, it is the 15-year anniversary of me starting on the Saints beat, which is totally bizarre that we have been in lockstep together. Uh, but Jeff, uh, obviously a day we saw coming, obviously a day we knew it would happen, but still, it's certainly a day when you look at this and it comes to reality that he has finally hung it up. It is something to where, man, you take it and you have to think back on all the great things that Drew Brees has done for not just this football team, but for the city. And uh, look, obviously Super Bowl number one, but record books, Hall of Fame, that's going to follow for Drew Brees coming up here. Yeah, Larry, I mean, we we all knew this day was coming, right? Uh, we have been answering questions about it for weeks, even months. Uh, and I think we all thought it might come right around this time. Uh, the delay was a little strange, I have to admit. Uh, but Drew Brees doesn't do anything without uh, a lot of thought. And I think he put a lot of thought into doing this on the 15-year anniversary of his signing in New Orleans. I think that was significant. It wasn't his signing in the NFL or his draft day with the Chargers. Uh, he wanted to honor the New Orleans Saints because, let's face it, that's where he made his career here in New Orleans. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in five years. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I don't think we all can quite put into words what he's meant to the organization, what uh, he's meant to the city, the state of Louisiana. I think we're going to really uh, – it's almost like when the Saints won the Super Bowl, uh, it, it didn't strike everyone how special it was until now. Here we are, you know, uh, years, years later, over a decade later, and you realize how hard it was to do. I think Drew Brees' era, because we've all been so close to it and kind of taken him for granted to some degree for this decade and a half, uh, I think the further we get from his playing days, the more we're going to appreciate how special he was. I think it's really going to hit – maybe you and me, and then later on the public, once we see Drew Brees actually not under quarterback for an extended period of time. The only time we've seen that is in the last couple of years where he sustained an injury. And, Jeff, let's even go back to where in 2012 uh, when he was franchise tag and he didn't go through the offseason program. But when we get to the field, we're talking OTAs, mini camps, training camps, Drew Brees is not coming back. And so it is going to be a quarterback race. And I think that is where we're going to say, wow, Drew Brees really isn't around. But you can't put into a spectrum just all the things that Drew Brees has done. Uh, it would take many, many words, which we've already put up on The Athletic. We've prepared ourselves for this. And so we've had some incredible stories. You've had, you've had some great stories. I, I have a story I, I really like going back over some of the history of some of the, the anecdotes of his career. And, of course, Catherine Terrell has done a really good job with the stories she's put up. And so we prepared for it. But still, you know, he's brought the Saints onto the spectrum of being a viable contender year in and year out. I mean, let's just think about it. 
They won one playoff game before he ever came to New Orleans. And he won a playoff game with the Saints in his first year. So it is something that we can't even get around, like wrap our heads around. Uh, but I do think that it's it certainly, though, when you look at it in the scope of how he's played, this, that, and the other, you figured that this was the last ride and this was time. And uh, even though Tom Brady, look, we're going to still point to that because they're a similar age. Uh, but w- we could all comfortably say, all right, this was Drew's time to retire. And then in five years, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I think watching him this year, Larry, he kind of, his face kind of revealed that it was done, right? I mean, when we saw that press conference with him after he got hurt in that 49ers game, I've never seen him look like that. It was almost like a deer in the headlights look. Uh, He's always the most steely-eyed, confident guy in the world. And uh, I think his body breaking down, all the suffering he was doing physically, Uh, I think was really starting, the reality was starting to hit home. And, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I I don't think it's exaggeration or hyperbole to say he's he's the most popular New Orleanian of our generation. I mean, I call him a New Orleanian, obviously not from here, but I don't know anyone is more universally liked than Drew Brees. And I know he had the hiccup last summer. I totally think that's a footnote. Uh, he, He recovered from that. He's still doing a great job walking that walk. But as far as just someone that transcended ages, race, you know, religious denominations in this town, I I haven't seen anyone close to being as popular as Drew Brees. I mean, you could go to a game and see people of all creeds, colors wearing his jersey. And uh, there's just no one in New Orleans that's ever been like that. And I think his strong leadership that he, he brought to the table in a city which has had decades of really centuries of political corruption and poor leadership and he walks in here right after hurricane katrina when the city's in crisis and he's this strong competent likable leader and people just gravitated to him and he never really failed anybody for a decade and a half i mean it was just a remarkable run he had and when you think about it go back to 2006 people doubted him people doubted the city people doubted the saints and everyone thought that Reggie Bush would be that energizer. And you and me and have certainly have debated back and forth uh, about Reggie Bush at times uh, about his significance. But there's no denying that it was more the emergence of Drew Brees that helped propel this team and helped propel the city and helped propel New Orleans and the franchise into becoming a Super Bowl winner. And so it's his story we could tell again and again. He goes to San Diego. He's been benched a lot. You know, a lot. We don't we don't talk about a lot of San Diego aspects here. But he goes to San Diego. He gets benched. Then he emerges. But then San Diego doesn't totally buy into him. They draft Philip Rivers. His last game, he tears up his shoulder, and all of a sudden, Drew Brees goes to almost a cast off organization helps build them into a winner. And then now, Jeff, Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers have both retired the same year. You can make an argument maybe that Phillip Rivers might not get in that first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, but if he does, we know Drew Brees will. And how, how crazy of a twist of events that those two guys might go into the Hall of Fame together. I think that is the, one of the more bizarre storylines that we may ever see in NFL history. 
Yeah, and Breeze had such a uh, – I mean, there was such a great symmetry to his career. He, five years in San Diego, 15 here. He retires uh, after 20 years, kind of perfect number. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it a little while ago, Larry, when, when I was reading all the social media news. I mean, it shows how significant it is, right? I mean, it once it broke, once he broke it on social media, I mean, this, this has been the entire – uh, day, I mean, it's just dwarfed all the other news going on uh, in in sports today with the NCAA tournament going on, golf tournament. Uh, it's all about Drew Brees right now. But um, I think it's important to note what you said earlier because I think sometimes our colleagues and even the even fans across the country uh, tend to give Drew a little short shrift, and I don't think they quite understand. I mean, when you try and compare him to say other great quarterbacks like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. I think you have to look at the impact he made on this organization and where the organization was. I mean, they were three and 13 the year before they'd only won one playoff game in their history. They'd only have one quarterback in the history of the franchise, basically the four decades before he got here that had ever made a pro bowl in four decades. You know, I mean, the, the legacy of bad quarterback play here and the fact that this was just such a perennial loser, they'd had a few, Winning seasons, obviously, in Jim Mora and the, and the Dome Patrol days. But largely, this was a franchise that was considered one of the worst in the league. And now, here we are 15 years later, and they're one of the more high-profile, popular teams in all of football. They're the, the most successful team the last four years in the league. Yes, they only won one Super Bowl, but they've won six division titles in Breeze's 15 years here. Uh, that's unprecedented. Uh, he just changed the entire perception and image of the organization. And that's extremely difficult to do in a team sport like football. It's not like a basketball where one great player can come in and change things. Uh, what he did, and look, he had some help, obviously, with Sean Payton changing the culture and, and the work Sean's done. But Drew Brees was really the, the main guy that changed it. And he brought this class to the organization, this credibility and you could kind of see it. You and I both know so many people in the organization. They all walk around now with more confidence because of what Drew Brees did to the organization. And people will tell you that there. And I think those like intangible traits that he brought, I think, are what, what people are going to find missing when he leaves. There's going to be a huge vacuum in the building and in that locker room w without him around. We always talk about what Sean Payton says about the quarterback. He's got to be the CEO of your company. He's got to be the guy who you got to trust flying the plane. And if you don't trust that person, you're probably in trouble. And so that's where the Saints are going to have to move on to next, Jeff. And I know we spent a lot of time about this in the offseason already. We'll spend more time about it here. Uh, but I do think one of the funnier uh, side notes is that news broke. Adam Schefter talking about how they've extended Taysom Hill to four years, $140 million contract. I've seen people on social media already losing their minds. <laughs> All of the years are voidable, and it's not like he's actually going to get $140 million. So everyone calm down. It is basically moving numbers on a page. They're not going to pay him $140 million. But we do have the watch for quarterback watch, and we got free agency coming up. Starting Monday is the, the opening tampering period. Wednesday is when you can start signing people. And so, guess what? That's next. And I'll be curious to see where they go from there. Yeah, the timing obviously also feeds right into that, right? The start of the league years this week. The Saints 
had to have an answer at quarterback before free agency started. Uh, so it makes perfect sense for him to do it on this day. Uh, and also him always being a team player. We know just by virtue of the fact that the team pumped out a massive press release with quotes from everyone in the organization, from Gail Benson to Sean Payton to Dennis Lausch to Mickey Loomis, obviously that was in the can. Obviously they had conversations with Drew. So as you and I said all along, uh, Drew Brees was not going to, uh, you know, pull pull something out of his hat and surprise the organization. He was in lockstep with them on this decision all along. And I think it's a perfect way to do it. It's, it's a kind of an epic end to a storybook career. And uh, I know he'll be back here. He's still got a place that he's going to have here downtown. So we're not seeing the last of Drew Brees in New Orleans, but we certainly are seeing the last of him under center for the Saints. And I don't think we're going to see another one like him for a long, long time. I would have a hard time seeing that happening, even if you think you have one like Andrew Luck following Peyton Manning or you don't. So we'll definitely have to watch and see what happens there. But, of course, check out all of our coverage of everything we've got going on. We've got tons of stories uh, recollecting Drew Brees' career on The Athletic and what's coming up next. And, of course, free agency, so we're going to be all over it. But thanks for joining us here on our breaking news coverage here on the Duncan Older Podcast. You can go to The Athletic's new headline section for much more on the story and to get access of all of The Athletic's great sports content. Visit theathletic.com slash headline pod where you can join for just $3.99 a month. And, of course theathletic.com slash Duncan Holder where you get our podcasts. We're going to have more podcasts later on this week as we move forward. So for Jeff Duncan, I'm Larry Holder. Drew Brees is retired. The Saints end of an era. New one begins. And we'll be here to cover all that. So for Jeff Duncan, I'm Larry Holder. Thanks for joining us here on the Duncan Holder Podcast on the Athletics Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.